2020. What a year. A year that we will never forget. I think every year is eventful, but it's rare that the entire globe experienced the same thing at the same time. Both rich and poor nations, all paralyzed by a global pandemic. Many of us were forced into lockdown. And until now, our travel restricted, our social interactions monitored. COVID-19 has given us all a collective experience of grief, stress and uncertainty. I've also seen behavior that quite frankly, I'm really disappointed in. Warlike behavior. People fighting in supermarkets for items such as toilet roll and hand sanitizer. No regard for those weaker than them. No regard for those that are disorientated, disabled, or may not even know the best places to shop. No regard for those without transport. Not everyone can afford to drive a car. Not everyone can afford to take the bus. Not everyone can afford to go back to a home where they have children and they have to explain why they don't have the essentials. Not everyone can afford to panic buy, stockpile, be selfish. Not everyone can deal with the guilt of throwing away canned food, wasting food, knowing that the only reason they're doing so is because of their greed. We've seen a somewhat toxic 24-hour news cycle. We've seen irresponsible house parties. We've seen a culture of blame. Blame the young, blame the elderly. Blame the rich, blame the poor. We've seen the insane stresses and conditions we've put our frontline workers under with little remuneration. Remuneration. We've seen a lot. We've also seen major positives though. Scientists developed, tested and disseminated a vaccine in record time. We've completely revolutionized the way we develop vaccines using the mRNA of the disease. Just think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. We've had other successes. We've had people using 3D printers to create air ventilators when there was a shortage. We've had strangers performing musical concerts from their balconies. Look at Italy for an example outdoor fitness classes. We've seen a sense of community like no other. I've seen people delivering food to their elderly and frail neighbors. I've seen acts of kindness that I don't think would have happened without this pandemic. We've been forced to come closer together. We've been forced to work together. Creativity has been at an all time high, technologically, socially, I've seen more people calling on each other and checking on each other. I've seen people working doubly as hard to bring their family together. I've seen people starting initiatives and charities with very little money for victims of domestic violence and sexual abuse. So in tough times like this, it's important to remember you will often see the best and you'll see the worst. And it's what you choose to focus on. That's what you'll see. I've struggled to come to terms with this year. People ask, how are you? And I default to fine. I'm good. You know, naturally, I'm an optimistic person. And I've had some interesting moments. For example, going viral at a Black Lives Matter protest, working on some life-changing projects, being interviewed 
on another podcast, countless family Zoom calls, reliving my high school memories after a spontaneous decision with a friend to sneak into my old high school, only to be caught by the caretaker who ended up giving us a guided tour. You know, I've had four months of intense tennis matches, Saturday, every morning, me and a good friend of mine, seeing who's better. Some great house parties, some really fun picnics, one man raves in my kitchen, boiler room has saved me, I feel like I'm in the club, and so much more. But I've also experienced real loss, and I've learned how short life really is. They say the secrets to life are buried in its cliches, and I believe that's true. When people say life is short, so make the most of it, you know, I understand that intellectually. I feel that somewhat. But I've always kind of been like, yeah, yeah. But now I've really seen just how life short is. I'm no stranger to funerals. I'm no stranger to loss. But this year has been freakish in terms of the number of people I know that have passed away, but also the proximity of some of those people. When people say things like, be thankful for waking up in the morning, be thankful that you're still alive, be thankful because you may go to bed and may not wake up the next day, it is so true. I'm not new to funerals and I'm not new to death, but this was on another level. If I think about the explosions in Beirut, a place that I had lived for a short period of time and I had enjoyed, I had made friends with, I even have some family there, the first thing that went to my mind that went through my mind, sorry, I thought about my family, I thought about my friends, I thought about their family, luckily everyone I know had survived the blast, I even, for a short period of time, lived on the port, 30 seconds away from the explosion, my decision for coming back to the UK was based on a long pro con list but I ended up flipping a coin to decide whether I stay in Beirut or come back to England. Heads was the UK, it landed on heads. And if I'm truly honest, I probably would have flipped again if I got tails, given how unstable Beirut was at the time. But it's a time and place issue, and I'm, I remain thankful. And I've dealt with grief in different ways. I've made a Wisdom Nights episode on grief, which you can listen to. That's resonated with a lot of people. I've utilized morning pages. So that's waking up first thing in the morning and for 15 or 30 minutes or an hour or however long you can, just writing, not worrying about grammar, not worrying about how it may sound, not worrying about structuring your thoughts. Almost verbal diarrhea, but it really does help. It is like dental floss but for your mind i highly recommend it some people call it journaling whatever you want to call it it's important and if writing's not your thing then pull out your phone and record a voice note and just speak into it you don't have to worry about monitoring another person's feelings you can be as blunt as you like you don't have to worry about how you're perceived you don't even have to worry about how you're articulating things or to explain yourself later or whether people should be worried about you. I highly recommend it. Speak about it with friends. I've had so many raw conversations with friends about death, about insecurity, about uncertainty, about heartbreak. These have improved my relationships. Exercise. Exercise saved me. I won't lie about that. 
So, I often like to leave you guys with some lessons, get you to think about some things, make these episodes worth listening to. And here are a couple of lessons I've thought about. Nothing profound, just something I've scribbled on the back of a napkin. So in no particular order, let's go. Number one, don't sweat the small stuff. If it's not that important in a year from now, in two years from now, in three years from now, forget it. We often make huge deals of relatively minor things. If anything, 2020 has been a massive perspective shift. When I've had an argument with a significant other, a member of my family, hell, even someone from work, it's just not that deep. It's not that important. I think about the people I've lost. I think about how short life really is. Lesson two, do it now. Tomorrow may never come. Literally, tomorrow may never come. Don't wait to be ready. Start now. And I guarantee you this, the nostalgia of your success is buried in its journey. When you receive that medal, when you receive that business contract or that new job or that partner or that car or whatever you're working for, whatever you're working or marching towards, I can always guarantee you that you will find fulfillment in the journey. Which brings me on to my next point, number three. It's all about the journey. All we have is the journey. The goalposts always move. Sit now and think to yourself, was there a point that I really wanted to be here? Remind yourself of the time you were wishing you were where you are right now. Oh, if only I was this size. If only I could lift this much. If only I had this many friends. If only I had this money, this amount of money in my bank account. Remind yourself over those times. Because I guarantee how you feel about yourself doesn't always change that much. So enjoy the journey. As cliched as that may sound. Number four. I heard this from Seth Godin and it really made me think. You'll never have enough reassurance you know you'll never feel like it you'll never have enough reassurance to go for the things that you want he was speaking about how we constantly chase reassurance to feel that we're good enough to feel more certain of ourselves to feel more sure of ourselves and he was doing this in the context of writing but it applies for other things you know that that pat on the back that you get from your boss that best friend that tells you how great you are Hell, even if Oprah came down and said, you're brilliant, that high will eventually dissipate. It will eventually go away. It doesn't last. So don't rely on feeling like it and don't rely on other people's reassurance to give you the permission, to give you the strength, to give you the energy to really go for what you want. Here's to number five. Face your weaknesses, but double down on your strengths. I've asked a lot of people, If you had a thousand hours to work on yourself, to do one of the following, either triple down on your strengths or level out your weaknesses, everyone seems to choose number B. Why? Triple down on your strengths. You've got the rest of the time to work on your weaknesses. Number six, finding the one. So whether that's a relationship or your career. Finding the one's not that important. For some, 
you will have multiple relationships in your life. For some, you will have multiple careers. For others, you'll find that one and you'll settle down with them immediately. For others, you'll find that career and you'll stay in it in its different forms and its different variations for decades to come. Don't judge yourself based on people's other experiences. Note that, and I think this is number seven, people offering advice may, they may be correct, but their advice may not fit your life since you want different things than that person. So the person advising you to settle down or find a partner, have kids, live that predictable life, or the person advising you to just fuck it, max all your credit cards and travel the world, they may be right from their vantage point. But you may not want to travel the world and you may not want to have that nuclear family and that stable life. You may want something different. So think about that. Number eight, comparison really is the thief of joy. Instagram, for example. We're all posting our highlights. We're all posting our high moments. We're all posting when we look the best for validation. And in return, we're subconsciously comparing ourselves to other people all the time. People we've never met, but people in our inner circle too. Understand that your journey is all that matters. If you need to, mute people's stories. Mute people's posts. You don't have to unfollow them. I understand how people get really hurt about that. Just mute them. Now, final lesson is from Mark Twain. I have many problems. Most of them exist in my imagination. That's so true. Most of my problems exist in my own mind from overthinking, from stressing, from creating scenarios that don't quite exist where I say I'm actually planning for the future, but I'm stuck in this toxic cycle of worry and obsession. Most of your problems exist in your mind. They say clarity comes through engagement, not thought. Action is the antidote to most of your problems. I'll do another podcast on dealing with all of this. 2020 genuinely has been a roller coaster of a year. There's so many things I could talk about. There's so many things I probably should talk about, but I can't fit it all into this episode. And so I just want to say to you, whether you've had a great year because deep down you're an introvert, you've been really productive, you haven't lost anyone close to you, and you sort of wish that this excuse of a pandemic or excuse of lockdown persists so you don't have to meet with people you really don't want to meet with or whether you're someone like myself that has lost people that are close to you and it's been a tough year for you mentally leverage the lessons that you've learned this year use it to carve away at a stone and that stone is mental fog that stone is ego that stone is insecurity that stone is resentment chip away at that stone and while you chip away at those feelings of insecurity those feelings of mental fog those feelings of resentment anger jealousy you will start to craft a statue and that statue is you and that is the journey of self-awareness sorry i had to end on this sort of lofty philosophical note but that's why i like these unscripted chats come out with these crazy ideas If you're listening to this on your walk or if you're listening to this in your car or while jogging, whatever it is, I sincerely wish you the best. 
I genuinely want the best for you. And for those who are feeling low or feeling really isolated or feeling like doing something like hurting themselves or things like that, there are helplines out there. Samaritans is one of them. There are people that you can talk to. You have a gift that's worth sharing that other people can benefit from. They say the secret to life is serving, is giving. It gives you a perspective that you don't have it as bad as you think. But there's also something beautiful about helping others. If you don't have money to give, give your time. If you don't have time to give, give your energy, give your spirit, give your words, give your words of encouragement. Today I DM'd an old friend and I just gave her some words of encouragement. I told her how she inspired me and many other people. I told her how I remember meeting her at university and she was full of these ideas of traveling and she went and executed against them. And she's doing many other things. You know who you are if you're listening to this. And I really meant it. I wasn't saying it to be nice. Find a genuine compliment for another person and share it with them. You have no idea on the impact you could make. And on that note, my friends, thanks for listening. Take care. 2020.